Hey guys, Alana Terry here. You're listening to an outdoor edition of the Successful Writer Podcast coming to you from spring slash summer in Alaska. So I'm outside, the sun's nice and bright. There's airplanes overhead, birds outside, and likely you will hear my dogs running around. Life feels pretty good right now. And I hope that you guys, wherever you're at and whatever situation you're in, can say the same thing. Today's episode of the Successful Writer Podcast is going to be a little bit more laid back, a little bit more of just some personal updates and musings. And basically the idea is going to be talking about things that I've learned as a businesswoman, as a creative, as just a human being during the pandemic that I wanted to share with you today. So here in Alaska, we're actually to the actual day of two months since kind of our lockdown started, our family's lockdown at least, and then kind of state lockdown became more and more official over that next week. So our family's countdown starts on March 13th. And let's see, since then, we have gone to one doctor appointment. And Just two days ago, we went to the store because it is, like I said, summer here and our kids had no (laughs) t-shirts. We were all still doing like, you know, big sweatshirts and turtleneck type things. So we needed some warmer clothes. So that's what we've done. And it's definitely given us some perspective. Alaska is starting to slowly open up. And I think people in lots of areas are cautiously hoping that the worst might be over while still recognizing that we don't really know for sure. But I'm kind of treating at least this episode as looking back on the last two months at hopefully what's the other side of this ordeal, or at least nearing the end of this ordeal, and when it's to talk about some of the changes I've made, some of the realizations that I've come to. So I wanted to start first with just kind of the business side of things. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, we talk a lot about marketing and that sort of stuff. Interestingly, in March, I had decided to kind of pause my ads for the month anyway. Part of it was sort of like a giving up advertising kind of for Lent going into the Easter season. Some of it had to do with just cash flow and wanting to get a Instead of always being kind of like a month behind, I wanted to get a month ahead and what was in the bank. And so it turned into just kind of a weird month for me in the business, not only because of the pandemic, but since then, what I've seen in April and now halfway through May is that readers are turning to ebooks, which is wonderful news. And there's lots of stats going around the indie community about how things in general are looking good for writers right now. Library orders of digital books and things like that have really increased. It's a really nice time to be wide if you can have your ebooks in libraries and other retailers. In Europe, I've heard that the growth in ebook reading has been in like the hundreds or maybe even the thousands of percentage points. So things are going really well kind of worldwide for authors, but Again, there are also a lot of authors who are struggling. Maybe your particular genre isn't doing too great. Maybe your personal situation have changed. Lots of people have been furloughed or laid off. So in general for the industry, things are looking well, but I know that a lot of people individually are going through really, really rough times. 
I don't think it's too alarmist to suspect that we're going to kind of see an economic downturn continue. And again, we don't know this. And I'm feeling optimistic that things are going to or have the potential to kind of just pick back up and life can go back to how it was. But if that's not the case, I don't think it's alarming to or overreacting to think about ways that we can kind of cut down on some extra spending. So what I have done in my business is I looked at all of my recurring expenses, both the month to month recurring bills, as well as the things that I've signed up for like annual subscriptions to and got rid of things that I don't absolutely need for the business and was able to cut my expenses just from recurring fees by about a third. So that's one thing I recommend you do if you're feeling kind of nervous about the economic situation or you know that you need to kind of start pinching pennies a little bit more than you have been is to start by looking at these recurring fees. And another thing I did is I made myself just a spreadsheet that keeps track of what those all are. That way, instead of just waking up one morning and realizing that I've been charged for some like annual subscription that I don't even remember buying, I can see it coming up. And this feels counterintuitive, but I've decided that I'm going to start with more month-to-month payments, even though you can save money when you buy the annual subscription to certain things. So for example, let's say that you can get a software for um, $10 a month or $90 a year. I would almost always sign up for the $90 a year because it, you know, it does save you some money. But what I found when I was going through um, this, this spreadsheet that I made is that like five or six months ago, I, I bought myself annual subscriptions to things that I, I could have gotten rid of. So what I've decided to do now is to, at least when I'm purchasing something new, I'm going to start on the monthly plan and only upgrade to the annual if I'm absolutely convinced it's something that I'm going to use and keep on using. I've also gotten stricter about just my budgeting. So as opposed to, hey, here's kind of my budget as a guideline. And if I want something new, I'll find a way to make it work. I'm sticking to it more, just kind of giving myself, I think of them as buckets. So if I have X number of dollars that I'm willing to spend a month in supplies and I realize, hey, I could really use this thing for the office or hey, this software is on sale. I should get it now. What I'm doing is I'm I'm staying stricter to what's actually in that bucket and making myself wait or find a way to make some extra money if it's something that I really, really want. And so that's taking me to another new thing that I've been doing in the business, and that's more of the direct sales model. So right now, when you're selling through Amazon or draft digital or any of the other platforms, there's usually like a two-month or so waiting period from the day you make the sale until that money shows up in your bank account. And so if I were to tell myself, hey, I want to buy this course and it's $400, the most I could do under that model is try to sell an extra $400 worth of books and then wait two months for the extra money to come in as royalties. What I'm doing now is setting up things as direct sales. I'm using Gumroad 
A lot of authors also use PayHip. There's tons of ways that you can do this by selling your eBooks directly. I'm bundling these up. So for example, like for Mother's Day, I took nine of my novels that all had themes of motherhood and sold them to my email list as I think it was like $25. It was only on sale for that week. I sent out several emails about this and was able to bring in several hundred dollars in sales. And what's nice is that's money that shows up today as opposed to like 60 days from now. The biggest reason I hadn't done this before is I was worried about my readers and just the kind of technology that's involved in this. My readers tend to be an older demographic and I was worried that they wouldn't want to buy eBooks that weren't going to be like right there in their Kindle library or something. So far that doesn't really seem to be a problem. So I'm definitely thinking about ways to continue with some of these direct sales and especially doing some of these bundles so that people are getting things that they couldn't get just go and buy on Amazon. Um, so that is definitely something that I'm adding to my business model is hopefully, you know, again, kind of several hundred dollars a month in direct sales from different promotions like this would be awesome. Or at the very least, knowing that if I get into a pinch and need an infusion of cash right now, I could put up a bundle, market it and have money in the bank like by that week as opposed to two months from then. Another thing I've done in my business just this past month is focus even more on ads as normal. The platforms are doing really, really well. So like Facebook, so many people are on Facebook more than normal and people are engaging more with Facebook ads. Same thing with the BookBub click ads. My click-through rates with my BookBub click ads have doubled a lot of um, in a lot of cases just over the last few weeks. As more and more people are home, more and more people are looking for books to read. And my Amazon ads are doing better in the last 30 days probably than they ever have in the past. So these are all areas where I'm kind of making these changes based on reader behavior, based on what's going on with the economy. Great time to get your toes wet with ads if you haven't done them before or to kind of scale up if your ads are working well. So that kind of covers some of the finance things, the business things. Now I want to talk about the creative side of things and how that is and or isn't working. So I actually haven't written any fiction since the lockdown started. And I would say maybe about 25% of the time that makes me upset or frustrated with myself. And the other 75% of the time, I recognize that we're in such a unique and strange time. I'm definitely the kind of author who writes out of a place of security. I know some people are really the exact opposite. They write to escape. And for me, I know not just from this pandemic, but from other times, like when, when my personal life is stressful, then the writing just doesn't play out. And so I have been focusing on some of the business sides of things more so than the writing. And I've also been just gentle with myself and taking more time to hang out with the family, to spend outside. I'm really treating this kind of like an extended staycation. And like I said, the majority of the time, 
I'm thankful for that and happy for that. And I know that eventually the words and the creativity are going to return. And it's just a matter of waiting for that. Now, not everybody is that type of author. And so I don't want you to be enabled to just procrastinate if you're the type of author who actually works really well with a set structure. So if you write from 10 to 2 and that is your time to write and you're not going to give that up no matter what's going on in the world, then I absolutely encourage you and want you to keep on doing that. If you're more of a writer like me who can't write or has a much harder time writing when things are in turmoil, then I would encourage you to remind yourself that this is a temporary thing and the creativity is going to come back. The words are going to come back. And right now there truly are more important things than just getting more words on the page. So the things that I am reminding myself to prioritize over word count are family time and health. So for family time, and I know this isn't going to apply to everybody, but for us, it's just been a lot more time hanging out together. And I really hope and really do expect that we're all going to look back on this time as a special time in our family's life where there was an excess of time. And yeah, there were stresses for sure. But I hope that what my husband and I remember and that what my kids remember is the extra time we got to play games and hang out and do things together as a family. And that absolutely is prioritized right now, at least in my case, over just getting words out. The other thing I'm definitely prioritizing more so than the word count is my health. And that includes kind of physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, mental health. And so I'm doing what I can to, like I said, kind of treat this as an extended staycation, focusing on relaxation, just enjoying the moment, things like that. We are taking tons of walks. Alaska is beautiful this time of year, pandemic or not. And we are really prioritizing just spending time outdoors, whether that's just in the yard or going on walks, getting some exercise, things like that. So I hope that if this is something you need to hear, that you feel the freedom and the release to prioritize your mental and physical health more so than the word count right now. So that covers how this pandemic has been impacting my creativity. And the last thing that I wanted to go into is just some of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of what I've learned, not only about business or creativity or productivity, but just kind of about life in general. And I hope that this can be an invitation for you to really just pause for a minute stop and think about like, what have you learned about yourself from this? What have you learned about your priorities? Everything in some ways has changed. And again, I don't like being melodramatic, but this has been such an unprecedented period for people. And I'm hopeful that wherever you are, first of all, I'm hopeful that you're safe and well and provided for and healthy. And second of all, I'm hopeful that you've had the opportunity to learn more about yourself than you have previously. And so one of the things I've learned about myself that I've already sort of talked about is that I actually do put 
our family time above the writing. And to be totally honest, there were times where my life and my schedule didn't reflect that as a priority. So I'm hopeful that once life goes back to normal and everything opens up again and we move beyond this time of pandemic, I'm really hopeful that I can take that into whatever that next stage of life and society is going to look like. So that if there's the choice between hanging out with the family and getting the words on, that I won't feel guilty for taking time, even if that means slowing down the word count. My oldest son is 14. My youngest recently turned 10. We only have a few more years with everybody in the house. And so I absolutely want to take advantage of that, even when we're not in a forced shutdown. Another thing that I've learned just personally from this is that I can live without a lot of amenities in terms of like, you know, we used to go to the gym multiple times a week and I would have had a hard time thinking about having to give that up. And now since we haven't even been able to go in a couple months and I realize I don't really miss it, um, there's a lot of things like that where I thought that it would be a lot harder to live without certain things and I don't miss it all. And actually I appreciate that we have fewer places to go, fewer places to be, fewer things vying for our time. And so our family has actually made the decision we're going to be moving in about a month. The plan is to go to a much more rural area. And this is really a direct result of some of the things that we've learned pandemic-wise that we like the simpler, simpler way of life, the extra family time without all the added distractions. And so that is kind of our, our personal update. Um, and my husband's got a job lined up and we feel really, really excited. Even the kids are looking forward to this transition. And so this is one way that we personally as a family and very directly have taken some of the things that we've learned from this time of lockdown and have changed our kind of future plans. I know for sure if this job opportunity had come up and our family hadn't already gone through this pandemic, we probably wouldn't have considered it seriously at all. We would have said, oh, that'd be interesting, but we don't want to give up this, that, and the other thing. And now that we've been forced to give up this, that, and the other thing, I really realized I don't want to go back to life being as busy as it was. So again, here's an invitation for you to think about some of the benefits that you've seen from this change in schedule or this shutdown or some of the lessons that you've learned about your life and your priorities and take time to really kind of uh, maybe like put your put your flag down on those priorities and see even when things do open up again, what changes are you going to make to kind of reflect the, the positive lessons that you've learned about yourself, your priorities, scheduling, things like that. So that kind of wraps up this talk. Like I said, this was more of an informal episode just about the things that I've been musing on. But I hope that, again, this has been an invitation for you to do your own set of reflecting. What can you do to get your business ready for a recession? What priorities have you seen in terms of like your schedule, your time management, your creativity? What changes do you want to make as a direct result of what you've learned from this pandemic? And going forward, how do you want your life to look different than it did before the pandemic? This is 
a fabulous opportunity in a similar way. Like if, if you've moved, you know, it's a pain, but you also know, like there's one of the benefits of moving is you get to kind of reevaluate everything. So that box in the closet that we haven't opened since the last time we moved. Do we really want to keep those things or do we want to get rid of them? This is sort of this whole pandemic is kind of a reset for all of us. And so I encourage you to take some time, do some of this reflecting, whether with your journal or just thinking or talking it through with a friend or a loved one. What things can you get rid of in your schedule? What lessons have you learned about what you prioritize or want to prioritize so that when everything is behind us and everything's open up again, you don't have to go right back to where things were. This is a time where we get to be deliberate about what we want our future lives to look like. So I hope that this has been encouraging for you. And I hope that you get some insight and clarity about your own priorities and goals. And again, I do wish you good health, good creativity, good um, insight into you and what you want your ideal future to look like. And I hope that listening to this episode and the reflection that you get to do as a result will actually bring you one step closer to attaining that ideal. And we'll talk to you soon.